Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. I am Rob Maxwell and I am your host and podcast producer. The Method to the Madness is a podcast about physical fitness and wellness. And the purpose I have for this podcast is to go over what works and most importantly, why it works and what may not work and again, why it may not. Hence the name, The Method to the Madness. Today's topic is the principle of progression. Before I get into that, let me thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilman at the Gilman Group of Realty Pros. They have over 100 million sales between the two, and that's pretty darn awesome if you ask me. They can be reached at 386-451-2412 or at thegildengroup.com. We have two more sponsors joining our team here this week, and I will tell you more about them as we finalize all of that, but that's pretty exciting news for the podcast. I'm glad people are believing in it and enjoying it, and uh, I thank everybody for that. So let's dive into today's topic. All week, as I said, I've been going over, excuse me, the seven principles to physical fitness. All right, so these are principles that have been researched and studied and we know to be true. I have already covered specificity. I have covered overload. And today I'm tackling the principle of progression. The final four are periodization. That's how we move things around in the plan. Retroaggression, which basically means use it or lose it. Recuperation, which is rest, so the work to rest ratio. And then finally, individuality. We are all different. All good forms and practices of physical fitness are using these seven principles. And if they're not, you're probably not doing everything you should be doing to get the maximum results. All right, progression. Progression goes right along with overload. And as I talked in great depth yesterday about overload, it is stressing your body greater than it has been stressed before. But the principle of progression piggybacks on that and says, well, yeah, but there has to be a method to the madness there, boss, right? We just can't be piling on for the sake of piling on. We just can't keep adding weight indiscriminately. There has to be a way to progress in the safest, most effective, and most efficient way. And there is. The principle of progression uses the 10% rule. The 10% rule is a very solid rule. I'll add to this that some proponents say we should increase, and I've got one of those nasty tickles in my throat today. Do not know why. I know I'm not sick, but it is annoying me and probably annoying you. So we'll be annoyed together. Some people advocate for the 5% increase, which means we only increase whatever we are increasing by 5%. So really the um, principle of progression uses a range of 5 to 10% increase. And don't worry, I'm going to 
explain that thoroughly, what that all means. But let me first say that um, I think 10% is a good rule of thumb for almost everybody and 5% if you have suffered some setbacks and you're trying to come back from whatever that setback is and you want to make sure that you get back fully and not overdo it, a 5% increase is what is more warranted for you. But anywhere between 5 and 10% and you will be making solid gains. More than 10%, our body might not be able to catch up. All right, so before I explain exactly how you do this, let me explain why this works. In physical fitness and exercise physiology, we use what is called the SED principle, which really combines almost every one of these seven principles into one principle, SED, S-A-I-D. What that stands for is specific adaptations to imposed demands. So, as I already talked about in specificity, if you want specific results, you have to apply specific stress. Okay, that's the specific adaptation part. An adaptation means a semi-permanent change. That's what you want. If you work out, you want your muscles to adapt, right? Not adapt temporarily, adapt a specific adaptation to impose demands and an adaptation is a semi-permanent change. Well, why is it not permanent there, Coach Rob? Well, because the old principle of retrogression tells us that if we don't use it, it's going to go back. So really, that's basically our choice for the most part, but it can still go back if we choose to not be active. All right. Imposed, meaning we impose the stress. All right. So again, specificity says we apply a specific stress. We apply the stress. So we are imposing the demands on the body. We are imposing it. If we want to run better and harder or faster, we impose a intensity that's higher and harder running on our body. That's the demand. And then hopefully we get the specific adaptation we're looking for. Okay? So again though, this has to be done in a timely order. We don't want to overdo it. And that's where the old principle of progression comes in. It's been studied, it's been proven, it is very, very good. Five to 10%. Now, as I talked about yesterday in overload, we don't want to overload more than one variable at a time. As I said for strength training, you can increase sets, reps, load, decrease rest time, increase rep speed, decrease rest speed, increase the amount of exercises you're doing before you do other exercises. There's all these things you can do. We don't want to increase more than one at a time. So when it comes to strength training progression, we use the 10% rule. We pick what we're going to increase by, all right? So if we want to get stronger, as I stated yesterday, then you have to use more resistance. That's just a physiological fact, right? You're not gonna get stronger by lifting up the same 10 pounds every day. You have to use greater load, 
when your body is able to tolerate more load and that point is typically when you can do that load you increase by how much 10% so that means if you're using 100 pounds on the pull down machine the next reasonable increase would be 110 pounds because I know you can all do your math 10% of 100 is 10 so you increase now again it can also work with 5 to 10 percent so let's say you're not overly thrilled about increasing that by 10 pounds because it felt hard to you now one things one thing we say often here and maybe a lot of trainers say it in different words but we always say well feelings aren't facts so we have to be careful when we make that uh, determination that it felt hard and we might be looking at it and go well you just did 10 clean reps and when I mean clean that means good form they weren't jerking the weight they went through full range of motion they stayed in a steady cadence they were breathing normally so we'll say well you just did 10 clean reps you know it didn't look hard you know so me saying it didn't look hard is almost the same as them saying it felt hard meaning that's very subjective so we want to get away from that if we can do the reps cleanly it's time to go up plain and simple if you want to progress that is if you don't want to progress keep it the same if you want to progress which I think we all do maybe sometimes we don't want to work harder to progress. I think we can all be guilty of that. But if we want to progress, we need to progress. So every time we can achieve what we're trying to achieve, let's say three sets of 10 at 100 pounds, then it is time to increase by five to 10%, but at least increase. Increase by at least five, don't go more than 10. Why? Well, because you maybe aren't going to be able to get the reps and it just might be a little bit too much increase for you. So that's a really good rule of thumb. There's these other rules that we use in strength training called like the two by two rule. So you may like that. And again, the principle says we need to increase slowly but surely. And then the 10%, five to 10% rule says how much, right? So that is the principle that works. Then there's all these different ways that we can try to manipulate it and make it work, and that's fine. And that's where like individuality of personality comes and gets involved. So one author who I like, Wayne Westcott, used to use what's called the two-by-two two rule. Basically, that means if you can get two more reps than you're supposed to for two consecutive workouts then go up in weight so that's kind of a real safe rule of thumb that that works right but again if you choose to go up every workout that you can cleanly get the reps that's good too so really as long as we are progressing in a orderly manner a method to the madness we're going to be getting better no matter what philosophy or opinion we try if we stay in the principle we're going to be good okay so then when it comes to cardio now cardio I think gets abused a lot more 
than strength training. You know, maybe because the strength training increases are so gradual and they just maybe make more tangible sense to somebody because they're sitting there looking at the weights or looking at the weight stack. I don't know, but I do know that it tends to get far more abused in cardio. Now, what I mean is this. You tell a runner, okay, John, you are starting with two miles. You've comfortably been running two miles for three times a week. Overload says if you want to get better, you know, increase your endurance, what have you, you need to overload. So that means more. And as I talked about yesterday, the first thing we overload when it comes to cardio is the volume, so the distance. And then after we have that set, then we worry about intensity. So John's running two miles three times a week. We say, all right, John, so follow the 10% rule. You're going to go up 10% per run three times a week, right? Because overall, it's going to be 10%. It's all going to add up. So it means John's going to run 2.2 miles three times a week that week on his increase. Sounds well and good. And as a person who has helped people and coached people in the running and cycling and swimming and things like that, people mostly, I would say 90% of people don't do it. They'll go, well, I'll go two and a half miles because they get out there and they're like, I don't want to stop at 2.2. I feel good. I'm going to do more. And, you know, I'm even being conservative when I say they'll go to two and a half. A lot of them will just say, well, two miles felt easy. I'll do three. So that 10% rule goes out the window. Now, Remember why we have this principle of progression and 10% rule? Because of specific adaptations to impose demand? Well, do you think adaptations happen overnight? I mean, they kind of do, but not really. Like, they kind of do, you know, if we follow the principle of recuperation and we sleep, which I guess we do all sleep, then it starts to go into effect, right? But a true adaptation takes a while. It takes weeks, months, years. So if we start increasing beyond what our body can tolerate, and that's the principle of recuperation as well, then we're gonna go backwards. And let's say this person had plantar fasciitis, which is that nasty foot injury that tends to take months, if not years, to go away. And ordinarily, it takes months, if not years, to go away because people won't follow the principle of progression. They think, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, he said start at two miles. That's cool. Then they do a three-miler. Then they do a four-miler, like the same week. Then, like, in two weeks, they're already back up to six miles. And I'm like, um, that's not really 10%. You know, that's more like, you know, 700%. I mean, you know, that's that's a lot, you know. And did the body adapt? Well, I've seen it not to it more often than not. And the person say, man, I'm feeling that heel pain again. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, the alcoholic sometimes that sadly goes back to drinking and they get away with it the first few times. And the next thing you know, they're, totally off the wagon and uh, you know getting in all the trouble they used to but then they say you know at first I was able to control it mm -hmm. you know it, it, it's a similar addiction so you, you got to be disciplined as an athlete as a runner and say I don't want this plantar fasciitis to come back because once it comes back it really doesn't go away until I get complete rest principle of recuperation 
So why don't I just follow this expert's advice and follow the 10% rule? Good question. And the only answer I would have is some sort of a addiction or lack of trust. I don't know. Uh, we always tend to think more is better and you know, more isn't always better by any means. A lot of times I love this saying less is more. So in any event, they get themselves back in trouble because they didn't follow the boring, strict, disciplined principle of progression. But now let's take the opposite scenario. The person that does, you know, they've been having plantar fasciitis. And by the way, I've had it before. It's no fun. I'm pretty decent though when it comes to coming back to these things. I don't know why, but maybe, I don't know, experience has told me the, the way through it is the way through it. And, uh, you know, be, be disciplined, be patient. I don't know, but thankfully. So come back, say, all right, two miles. How'd it go? Good. Felt good. Good. Okay. So next week we're going to do 2.2 miles every time you run. Okay. Next week after that, it's going to be 2.4 miles. Oh, okay. You know, increasing 10% at a time. And, you know, next thing you know, in a month, they're pretty close to increased by a mile per run. So now they're at three miles. You're like, God, that's slow. Yeah, that is. But then that whole week, then it's 3.3 miles, 3.6 miles. End of the month, they're at four miles. Next thing you know, they're back to their normal distances of whatever they like, three or four or five months in, and they have no foot pain and they don't look like they're going to. In other words, everything's good because typically we only develop problems when we do too much too soon. When we violate the principal progression is when we typically get these overuse injuries. It doesn't have to happen. Just follow science, people. We can do it, right? All right, principle of progression. Five, the 10% rule works for both strength training and cardio. And by the way, if you're not a miles person and you use time, use time for your cardio, that's fine. So if you're starting back at 20 minutes, then it's 22 minutes, right? So you could just do the minutes instead of the miles, but it's still 10%. Last I checked, 10% equals 10%. Tomorrow, I will be covering the principle of periodization. So please tune in. Please rate this podcast if you would. Please download the podcast and please send this podcast to at least one friend. Do that for me because I'm really trying to get this podcast going. Until next time, be max fit and be max well.